Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. going on Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I am Wesley Euler. I am back in the studio solo today on this Monday, but getting you ready because on Wednesday, March 30th, we're going to have the uh, the full Steelers Blitz crew back. Arthur Motes will be back. We're back in studio. We're back live at noon. After a little, you know, month of recording from home and mozi out on the West Coast, we're back in the building, we're back in business, just me today, but Arthur Motes back in on Wednesday, getting back to a little sense of normalcy here. So we'll have some fun today, I'll have some guests, our buddy Chris Carter will join us about a half an hour from now to talk all things Steelers, we'll play a little audio, we'll get you up to speed, we'll touch them all here, folks, on this Monday afternoon, and uh, again, a nice little maybe precursor here before uh, before Motsi and I and the Steelers Blitz really comes back full speed, full tilt ahead, Wednesday, March 30th at noon. But today is Monday, and we have got plenty to get to. We're going to hear from Mike Tomlin in just a minute. He spoke this morning uh, down at the owners' meetings in Florida. Some good stuff from Mike Tomlin, some comments from Kevin Colbert yesterday. We'll get to all of that as we go forward. But to catch you up here, I want to start – if I can grab the uh, the mouse here in the studio. There we go. I wanted to uh, to play for you a new venture that I've got going with SNR, with Steelers.com. It's a real simple concept. It's called the Steelers Week in Review. It's hosted by me. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. SNR, Week in Review. You can download. You can subscribe. All those good things. Uh, every week, it's a wrap-up of... Everything that the Steelers did that week as it relates to free agents, coaching decisions, uh, we play audio, we hear from Steelers legends of the past. It's a it's a nice little, again, new venture that we got going on SNR and on Steelers.com. So to get us caught up first before we look ahead, here is your Steelers Week in Review. Hello, Steelers Nation, and welcome to the Steelers Week in Review, your one-stop shop for all the latest news and headlines for your Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Wesley Euler, host of the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Let's get you up to speed on all the latest headlines for the black and gold. Last week was a busy one in free agency for the Steelers as the team signed five new players to contracts. This week wasn't quite as frantic, but there were still moves made by the organization. The Steelers signed Gunnar Oshevsky to a two-year contract. He comes to Pittsburgh from New England, where he was signed as an undrafted free agent in 2019. He is primarily a kick-and-punt return specialist, and in 2020 he had the highest return average in the league, and was rewarded by being named a first-team All-Pro. Elsewhere in free agency, Pittsburgh said goodbye to wide receivers Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington. Juju signed a one-year deal with the Chiefs, joining Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the high-powered offense in Kansas City. James Washington returns to his home state of Texas as he signed with the Dallas Cowboys, also on a one-year deal. If you include Ray Ray McLeod as well and his two-year deal with the 49ers that has been officially announced by the team, the Steelers have now lost three wide receivers throughout free agency. 
Certainly something to keep an eye on as the free agency period continues. And obviously when we get to the NFL draft at the end of April, is that as a position group that Pittsburgh will need to add to. Speaking of contracts, the Steelers did re-sign one of their own. Defensive tackle Montrevious Adams to a two-year contract extension. Adams was signed to the Steelers' 53-man roster in November off the New Orleans Saints practice squad and performed well filling in for a Steelers defensive front that dealt with injuries and absences all season. Adams finished the 2021 season with eight tackles, including a tackle for loss and three quarterback hits. He played in five games for the Saints in 2021 with one start, while playing in five games for the Steelers with three starts. Adams talked about his fit with the Steelers' defense and what his role could be going forward. Coming in, trying to be a better technician, um, you know, getting my feet a little wet by being in the system early. I get to be in the playbook, you know, kind of got a new D.C., so we don't know if some of the plays are going to change or not. So really the thing is just getting a jump start now instead of kind of how he said last year on hopping on the moving train. Hey, Montrevious, when did you get an idea that the Steelers wanted you back? And was it a no-brainer for you, or did you have to weigh some other options and other places you might want to go? I mean, uh, I guess I I had people, other teams call, but, like, honestly, you know, from my other interviews, I'm sure y'all know, like, I was trying to come back to Pittsburgh, and that was really the only thing for me. Yeah, just wondering, you told us in those interviews about reasons you wanted to stay here could you just refresh us as to why you wanted to stay here and do you see yourself inside outside uh honestly just because i see the versatility i uh, love how the coaches use me um i love how i'm treated here by the city uh, the you know the community from coaches you know to my teammates like uh i just feel like this is a place where i fit in and um i definitely want to take advantage of it um and, and the leaders here for me are just, like, they're great for me. And I'm very grateful for, for having them. In other news, the Steelers interviewed three more candidates for the position of general manager this week as the search for Kevin Colbert's replacement continues. Jerry Reese, Rick Spielman, and Doug Whaley. Jerry Reese was the longtime general manager of the Giants. He spent 23 years in New York, was a two-time Super Bowl champion with both of those Giants teams that took down the Patriots with Eli Manning. Spielman, former GM of the Dolphins and the Vikings, most recently spent over a decade in Minnesota. And Doug Whaley, he should sound like a familiar name. He's a Pittsburgh native, former GM of the Buffalo Bills. He also spent a decade with the Steelers under Kevin Colbert as director of player personnel before moving on to Buffalo. So three more names again added to that interviewee list of potential replacements for Kevin Colbert. Jerry Reese, Rick Spielman, and Doug Whaley. It was also a week of recognition for former members of the Steelers organization. Joe Gordon and Tony Parisi received the Award of Excellence from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Gordon was a longtime director of public relations for the Steelers and helped the organization become one of the most popular and respected teams in all of sports. Parisi was the Steelers equipment manager for over four decades, from 1965 to 1996. The names of the inaugural Award of Excellence will be placed on display inside a designated area of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Museum in Canton, Ohio. Award recipients will be invited to the 2022 Enshrinement Week and will be recognized in Canton this August. And finally, as we all look for our football fix throughout the long NFL offseason, I wanted to make sure to let you all know about a cool new series on Steelers.com called Time Machine. It's hosted by the godfather Stan Saverin, who sits down with former Steelers legends to discuss their time in the black and gold including names like Rod Woodson, 
Greg Lloyd, Carnell Lake, James Ferrier, and more. Here's a snippet from Stan's recent conversation with Rod Woodson. You know, I never talked to the Steelers leading up to the draft. Uh, we never had one conversation. Um, I talked to all the other teams in the, like, top 15. Uh, but the Steelers, we never had that conversation. Um, but when I got picked, when I got the phone call when I was sitting at home on Jefferson Avenue in Fort Wayne, Indiana with the family, um, I was like, absolutely. And then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, these guys got, they're pretty good. You know, but, you know, I'm thinking with Steel Curtain. And then, you know, when I got here, meeting, you know, Mean Joe Green was our defensive line coach. So meeting Mean Joe, um, kind of iconic, right? Donnie Shell was still on the team. Uh, Stallworth was still on the team. And so meet, seeing those guys on TV, winning Super Bowls, you know, previous years, uh, then having the iconic Chuck Noll as the head coach. Uh, it, it was so surreal being a country boy from Indiana. This play, I started playing football because my two older brothers played football and ended up playing in a 17-year career starting with Pittsburgh. And what a 17-year career it was for Rod Woodson. For more of those Time Machine interviews, make sure to subscribe to the Pittsburgh Steelers YouTube channel, and they can also be found at Steelers.com as well. And speaking of Steelers.com, before we go, I wanted to play for you a conversation with one of the newest free agent additions, Miles Jack, of course, the former Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker that we're all very excited to have in the black and gold. He sat down with Mike Pursuta of the Steelers Radio Network to talk about how he's ready to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. What, what brought you here so quickly? Um, man, you know, it's, it's a business at the end of the day. That's, that's how the NFL is ran, and sometimes they got to make decisions on people, and I just happen to be a casualty. So um, there's no feelings involved. It's just how it goes. But when I got the opportunity and uh, coming here, Coach Tomlin called me and was like, we definitely want you here. So once I heard that, I was I was ready to be a Steeler. It was, it was a no-brainer. And hearing from Mike, why did that have such a, an impact on you? Man, he, he, he said, we're trying to win championships here, and that's – that's a that's a mentality that um, I, I haven't really been around, so I'm I'm very very excited. And he said, first things first, we need a defense to win championships. So once he said that, I got goosebumps. I was I was ready to go and get on the plane right now. So very excited, very excited. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume you would have been a guy in demand, and you could have maybe played this process out. Yeah, really been calculating, but. Phone call from Mike Tomlin, that was enough. It was easy, man. It was a very easy decision. Um, and at the end of the day, I just want to play ball. So me and Coach Tomlin, we, we, we had that in common where um, we, we kind of agreed that, you know, it was time for me to come to the Steelers and, 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 and win some games. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. What kind of defense are you joining here? Man, um, it's you can't put in the words. I mean, just the guys that we have on each side. I mean, obviously starting with T.J. Watt. You got uh, Minka Fitzpatrick in the back back end. And then, um, man, that D-line, Tyson, I, I played with him my rookie year at Jacksonville. So, you know, that's been great. Um, it, it's it's, it's going to be a physical defense. I can tell you that, fast and physical. So I'm you got excited. a little familiarity with Oh, yeah, guys, yeah. I know. A, I mean, not know him, but seen him play. Definitely watch, seen everybody play. But Tyson, I know him. So, I'm excited, man. You've been tackle, 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 tackle. Occasional splash play thrown in. You know, kind of the glue guy in the middle. Is, is that what the Steelers are getting? Are you looking to expand your I'm, game in I'm any way? I'm definitely looking to just contribute. You know what I mean? I'm ready to play ball. Um, the Steelers got a football player, and that's that's basically what I am. I'm a football player. I'm ready to come in, contribute. If they need me to cover, I'll cover. If they need me to rush, they, whatever they need me to do, I'm willing to go. So I'm just very excited to 
add to what's already great in this defense. So it's more do my 111th as opposed to help drive the train? Or can you play I, ball and lead? Yeah, I mean, I feel like absolutely I can be a part of it. Guys, I mean, obviously guys are already here and, you know, the culture's established. I'm learning everything, trying to figure age. things out. Exactly. So, but I definitely feel like I can push the engine forward for sure. And um, you were also the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee in Jacksonville, which suggests that community is very important. Absolutely. To you. 100%. Uh, why is that the case, and is that something you'll try to immerse yourself in here? Hundred percent. Yeah. Once I get more familiar with the city, but um, I feel like you should always give back. You know what I mean? We're blessed to be in the positions that we're in, and the least we could do is um, touch a couple souls and maybe inspire a couple people and, and just bring joy and happiness. So I, I feel like that if that's the least we could do, that's easy. So I'm always into the community I reach for sure. Your respect for Mike Tom is pretty apparent here. Yes, sir. Just from interacting through the course of playing against them? Yes, sir. There, was there any connection anywhere along the way? Uh, I feel like when you're a coach that has the most winningest seasons going on, I feel like you're doing something right and you know what's going on. So me coming off of two years where we were the number one pick back-to-back -back having losing seasons, um, I'm, I'm definitely eager to be a part of a winning organization. And uh, you played uh, a quarterback they just signed here a couple years ago. Yes, sir. Mitch Trubisky. Yes, what sir. was it like preparing to play him? Yeah. What, have, what have you seen from him uh, in his time in the league? Yeah. He, what do you expect out of him now that you're here? He was, a, he was a younger guy when we played him, but he definitely made a lot of plays against us. He's, he's definitely a lot more savvier than I think people understand. And he's, he's very on the point with what he does as a quarterback as far as getting the ball on the money, everything. So... I feel like he has a lot to prove, and he's very excited to get out here, and I'm, I'm eager to see what he can do. I mentioned you, you're pretty established in the NFL. You, your reputation precedes you. Yes, sir. You've got the highlights here. How, how excited are you for this new, new beginning, I guess? Man, I'm just so eager to play football. That's it. I, I can't wait to put that helmet on. I can't wait to be a part of this organization. I just want to play Steelers defense and add to this great legacy, man. I'm, I'm excited. Very I, can't put it into words how excited I am to do, play. Do you ball. always smile this much when you're talking? Oh, I'm trying to like <laughs> keep it calm, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm very, very eager to play football, if I can say it, to say the least. Miles Jack there with Mike Pursuta. All of that from the Steelers Week in Review, my newest venture on SNR and on Steelers.com. Make sure you're subscribing to the Steelers Week in Review wherever you get your podcasts. Wesley Euler with you here. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Uh, one of the things, certainly, that we'll be talking about on the next Steelers Week in Review is everything going on right now at the owners' meetings down in Florida. Uh, Kevin Colbert speaking yesterday, Mike Tomlin speaking just moments ago, and, of course, uh, plenty from the head coach as it relates to replacing Ben Roethlisberger and everything going on with the current Steelers, as well as some bigger-picture stuff like the addition of Brian Flores and the continued struggle for minority head coaches around the National Football League. Mike Tomlin sat down with Missy Matthews, a little one-on-one -on -one down in Florida for the owners' meetings. And if I believe so, I, I, I looked into this. I couldn't find anywhere else. I believe this is the first official Mike Tomlin interview since the end of the Steelers' season in January. So, obviously, I wanted to hear what Coach had to say. And here is what Mike Tomlin said just a few hours ago. <laughs>
All right, Coach, I want to start with your staff because there have been some changes. Uh, let's start with Terrell Austin, promoted to defensive coordinator. That just seemed to be one of those ones that makes sense. Take us through the process of why he is now the defensive coordinator. It's just really comfortable and natural. Um, he's been here with us. Um, obviously, he's a very capable coach. Um, he understands our philosophical approach to defense. Certainly, um, his perspective and spin will be felt. He'll have the latitude to to, to make some changes and, and, and put his imprint on it. But it was just such a natural thing because he's been a part of us and the relationship that he and I have go back so many years. I'm just really comfortable with him in that area. You said during the exit interview process, you have a suggestion box. It's bigger or smaller depending on who the player is. Cam Hayward, Mika Fitzpatrick all rallied for TA to get that promotion. Did that weigh into it at all? You know, I, I just think Certainly it did. I respect the opinions of those, but you know, I don't, I don't think anybody that's been a part of us would be a, against that suggestion um, because they know what he brings in terms of um, his talents and his, and his willingness to work. And so um, really it was kind of a, an easy process. Certainly we had to go through the interview process and I talked to some people outside the organization. Um, that was good for me, to be quite honest with you. I was open to it. Uh, you get some perspective. You, you see how people do things differently. But at the end of the day, I think that continuity component and the intimacies of our relationships made it, made it an easy decision. Somebody that you probably didn't think you would be adding to your staff is Brian Flores. He is the senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Uh, what exactly will his role be and how did you get him to come to Pittsburgh? It was interesting. You know, he and I have been in conversation a lot um, during the offseason, just talking about some of the things going on in the coaching perspective, uh, coaching profession and, and gaining his perspective on it, trying to be as helpful as I could to the general cause and to him. And I think just I think conversation about him uh, joining the staff happened in a very natural way in the midst of those conversations. Um, it wasn't something that um, I was stomping for initially, to be quite honest with you. I thought, I thought he was going to get another head coaching opportunity. Uh, but when those opportunities didn't come to fruition, uh, obviously I had a, <laughs> a serious interest in him and joining the staff. And um, I'm glad he was receptive. He and his family have been great additions to us. And man, his, his expertise is going to be helpful in all areas. Um, senior defensive assistant and linebacker coach is his title. Um, but I'm just excited about gleaning information and perspective from him across a wide variety of subjects and matters as it pertains to the team. Uh, it's just good to have wise counsel. He's a guy that sat in the seat that I have. And so um, I'd be foolish not to utilize that expertise and that experience. And, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it thus far. Um, it's just been a good thing for us. Now, in terms of Matt Canada, he is staying as the Steelers offensive coordinator and following the season, you admitted the offense needs to get better, but that what he brings to the table in terms of Canada is attractive to you. Will things change and how will it work moving forward with some of the free agents that you guys brought in? You know, I think that's one of the strongest attributes of Matt is, um, you know, he's capable of catering what it is that we do to the talents that we have. And so the acquisition of players and their talents are a major component of of, of personality things for us. And so um, we're in the process of developing um, some of the minutiae or the details of our schemes. Um, but obviously um, we're gaining a real perspective about the makeup of our group individually and collectively. And it's our job to play to their strengths and we will. Um, Najee being a major component of what we do. And then obviously getting a sense of um, the talents of Mitch and what he brings, I think, are going to be the, the large components of the discussion as we push into team development.
Two other new additions to the coaching staff wide receivers coach Frisman Jackson and for offensive line Pat Meyer. Uh, what do they add to your offense? I love Fris's demeanor. Um, he's good and strong with players. Um, he's played the game at the highest level. Um, he's also coached the game at the collegiate level. And I think that the teach component uh, that comes with um, a college coaching background is something that's attractive to me. Um, it's the path that I took in terms of development. I just think that when you work with that younger age group, you, you sharpen your sword from an instruction standpoint, from a development of lesson plans and the presentation of materials. And I like the trajectory of, of, of where that's going with him. And, and Pat, I've known Pat for a long time. Uh, Pat has tried and tested in this league. And that's what we needed in the offensive line. We got a young group. Uh, he's a guy that's been around. He's a guy that's uh, developed younger players individually, individually and collectively. And the individual and collective development of that group is critical in terms of us coming together as an offensive unit. In terms of free agency, you guys had money to spend this year and even took part in the legal tampering window. Uh, what was that like for you? It was fun. Um, it's, it's always good to shop, you know, um, to acquire talent. Um, and, you know, it's two, two critical ways to acquire talent, free agency in the draft. And free agency came first, and it was good to be major players in it. I think it gives us flexibility and comfort as we push into the draft. In terms of Mitch Trubisky, when he was brought in, is he the starting quarterback with it being his job to lose, or will there be a competition during the offseason, training camp, and the preseason? There certainly will be competition. Uh, there's competition at all positions. You know, um, we'd be naive to, to not take that approach. Uh, that being said, you know, we were excited about acquiring Mitch. We do believe that he has the talents to, to win the job, but he's going to have to win it. Um, and he's going to face some competition uh, in the form of Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. And so I'm looking forward to watching those guys sort themselves out along with the other positions. Now, in terms of moving forward, you guys have three quarterbacks who have starting experience, but you always like to have that fourth. How do you think at this point you guys are going to acquire that person? You know, um, I, probably the draft, I think, is our target as we sit here today. But, um, you know, there's so many moving parts in draft development. And so... Um, that's our target, but we'll see what happens and transpires. Obviously, uh, how the names come off the board have a lot to do with, with that. Also, you guys added two interior offensive linemen who have a number of starts under their belts. What does that mean for Kendrick Green, who's entering his second year in the league? Kendrick played center and guard in college, um, and so we're, we're attracted to that position flexibility. Mason Cole played, shoot, Mason Cole played center and tackle at Michigan, and so um, I, we love position flexibility. Uh, that's something that we're going to sort out as we get into team development. Um, starters first, you know, looking at their capabilities and then finding the best mix to highlight the talents of the individuals. But we were attracted to position flexibility and, and Kendrick when we drafted them. And obviously we were attracted to the position flexibility and those others when we acquired them in the free agency market. It just gives us great flexibility to sort the group out. And once we sort them out, to, to have the flexibility to deal with attrition as it as it happens, and it obviously always does during the course of the journey that's the season. Levi Wallace seems to be one of those guys that certainly has a chip on his shoulder. How would you describe him as a player? Uh, I, I think he's got a definitive chip on his shoulder. I'm attracted to that. Um, here's a guy that's, that, that's a fighter. Um, he's a competitor. Um, I just love his story and his background. He had to fight in Tuscaloosa. Um, you know, he won that fight and, and, and assumed a starting role and a significant role in, a, in some great teams down there. And um, 
Then he had to fight again once he came to the National Football League, and, and, and he won that battle and ascended and was part of a really good defense in Buffalo. And so a guy that's been a fighter, a guy that's faced adversity along the way, I just think we all grow from it. I love the edge that it gives them, and, and I love the edge that it's going to potentially bring to us. All right, Miles Jack is probably not somebody you thought you guys would be getting during the free agency period. He said it just took a phone call from you. Uh, take us through the process in that phone call. Really easy phone call, you know. Hey, Miles, you want to be a Steeler? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I love that. Um, you know, I, I live by the philosophy, volunteers, not hostages. And you didn't have to be on the phone very long with Miles at, at all to realize the excitement that he had about being a part of this, and, and that fires me up. His talents um, are well documented. He needs no endorsement from me, but I just think his desire to want to be here, his desire to want to be a part of the construction of our defense, it's just, it's exciting. All right, also in free agency, though, you guys did lose three wide receivers who went to other teams. You did bring in Gunnar Ocheski. Uh, what does it mean in terms of depth at that position, how you guys are going to add there? Still very much in development, and we'll continue to work free agency. Uh, we're preparing for the draft. Um, obviously, we have some, some shoes to fill in that room, but I'm, I'm, I'm confident that we're going to be capable of doing that. Um, I like the talent pool, particularly in the draft. Been studying that here in recent weeks and uh, feel really good about uh, our abilities to round that group out. What has it been like this offseason? Cam Hayward seems to be one of those guys recruiting free agents. Has he been bothering you about his brother who's going through the draft process? You know, Cam, all of the above. Um, <laughs> he's been really distracted by Connor's, by Connor's journey. <laughs> and so we spent a lot of time kind of talking about that. Um, I love Cam. Uh, he's passionate about Pittsburgh Steelers. He's passionate about football. He's passionate about everything. That's just how he lives his life. And um, you know, as much as I kid him, man, I enjoy um, our interactions and gaining um, perspective uh, that he provides us. One of Cam's really good friends and teammates, Stefan Tuitt, has obviously been dealing with a delicate situation the team has been very sensitive about. Uh, what can you tell us in terms of his availability for this upcoming season? You know, like a lot of unanswered questions, we might not always get the answers that we desire, particularly in a timely manner. But uh, we've been in really good discussions and we've got good communication. And so we'll just keep walking the journey and, and, and do it in a very transparent way. Um, yes, we'd like to have answers uh, as we sit here today, but you just don't always get that. And so um, we're going to make contingency plans and prepare ourselves and work to insulate ourselves by acquiring as much talent as we can. But obviously, um, the addition of Stefan to it would be significant. Coach, in terms of Kevin Colbert, he's officially announced this will be his last year in the official capacity as general manager. You guys go to a number of pro days together. You spend a lot of time together. Uh, what will you miss most about Kevin? I just love chopping up talent evaluation. You know, I'm passionate about it. He's passionate about it. We enjoy doing it. We enjoy doing it together. And, and so just those informal mom moments of uh, riding together, talking about prospects, talking about days. You take it for granted because we've done it so much and we've done it for so long. Um, but, but I'd be less than truthful if I didn't acknowledge that I'm appreciating it a little bit more this time around, not knowing what lies ahead. Um, man, that guy's just been an awesome partner, man, and um, I'm continuing to enjoy it. Mike Tomlin there discussing all things Steelers. Uh, the draft, the current roster, 
the outgoing general manager, Kevin Colbert, with Missy Matthews. Of course, as always, I just said, of course, twice. This is the Department of Redundancy Department. If you want the video element to uh, that Mike Tomlin and Missy Matthews interview, always available at Steelers.com and on the Steelers YouTube page as well. I'm Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, Chris Carter will join us on the other side. Our buddy CeCe will catch up with him after too long away. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR.